Welcome to the Pure Gasmic Love Podcast, a sex-positive space for mature audiences only. Tune in for intimate conversations surrounding a range of topics related to relationships, sex, and holistic wellness. All the growing pains and orgasmic pleasures are presented uncensored in an open, honest, and vulnerable way. Let's dance together in orgasmic energy to expand your sexual pleasures and enhance that orgasmic life you were born to live. Get comfy and allow your body to relax in connection with me, Dragonfly, for the orgasmic pleasures you're about to experience. This is Michelle Lee from michellelee.arts on Instagram. Go follow her if you have not followed her. Um, she doesn't only do erotic art, but erotic art is what spoke to me the most. She has other pieces that are absolutely beautiful and the way she uses color and shading and everything just really makes me, oh, I'm like, I've got little tingles just talking about it from the conversations we've had about your pieces. They're magnificent. And this one piece in particular, you had spoken something about in our last live about the dark and light side of it. Can you give us a little bit more of an insight to that specific thing that we're going to be talking about with us today? Yes. Yeah. So in this uh, piece, it's called Shadows on Fire. And it's, you know, with the dark and light in, that's incorporated into the look and the uh, um, composition of the piece is, you know, she's in a very uh, open position of like abandoned and wanting to be devoured, you know, not in a possessive way, but in a um, cherished way. And the, the shadows from the window pane you know, they, between the two, it's like the contrast in life and in our souls and in nature, always what um, captivates me and makes me want to create art out of something. So the, the shadows of these window panes really can represent like straps crossing her body. And are they holding her back, holding her down, or are, is she embracing that dark side of herself and being set free? So uh, that's where the, the dark and light is represented in this oil pastel painting. Yeah, it's beautiful. We already had somebody comment, it's a beautiful piece. Yes, you are exactly right. It is a beautiful piece. And and when Thank we had started talking about what piece, you know, um, <laughs> what piece would speaks to you the most, it's this <laughs> and this is the one that you actually want to give away. And it was it's it's unbelievable unbelievable to me that there's aspects of that that fit in my journey for what I've been on for years and years and years to help support my sexuality, support my confidence as a woman, to um, break free from the, the restraints that I was putting on myself or someone else from a previous relationship or previous interactions had, had made me feel that was a place for myself. And, you know, I want to speak for a second. Dark and light is a part of all of us. Mm -hmm. We had kind of spoken about that, you know, our last conversation. And it's really hard for people to understand that by embracing those dark and those light sides of us, because the light sides aren't very hard to embrace, really. Right. <laughs> those are our sides that we want everybody to see, right? It's our dark sides. Mm -hmm 
don't want everybody to see. And those look very different for all of us. It could be something totally different for you than it was. And I don't know about you growing up as a cisgendered woman, but there have been so many societal restraints. I'm going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. keep that word. Although sometimes I totally like being restrained, um, but consensually restrained, right? Right. Big difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. And societal restraints, I've worked so hard to work through. And embody for myself because it's not like I work through them and they go away. They're a part of who I am. And so embracing and, and learning how to use those to my advantage, learning how to mm -hmm. use them so they bring more pleasure to my life and not be hindering myself so much. And if it feels okay for you, I'm going to get a little vulnerable today. I'm going to talk a little bit about you know, some of those darks and light sides of me and, and my process going through that. And I, and I don't know your specific process or what your dark and light sides have been. But if you are a female identifying person out there, and I'm not going to say that this isn't for, this isn't, this is not gender specific, but I can only speak from my perspective of being a cisgendered woman my whole life. That's my perspective. And so men also have dark and light sides. They do. It's a part of all of us. But I'm going to be speaking today specifically on what mine have looked like as a cisgendered woman. And I, mm -hmm. I'll let you speak on your behalf and talk about that. So, And I also want to add in, there's not been one person I've ever worked with that haven't had these, that doesn't fit somewhere in that painting, really. Like, mm -hmm. painting is so representative of who we all are, even though it is a female body in this, in this room. You know, with the restraint, with the pains, with, with, and I just, she's so delicious laying there. She's got her leg cropped up, her back, her her breasts are like to the sky. It's like mm -hmm. she's saying, here, come devour me, like open me up, you know, allow me to feel like take pleasure in who I am, all of who I am, everything that is me kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel when I think about that, when I think about my dark and my light sides. And I want to reiterate again, this looks different for everybody. You know, growing up in the Midwest <laughs> and not having a Midwest mindset because it was very conservative. And I was like, yeah, but I've got this part that is, that is speaking in this, inside of me in, in this world, but I feel like it's wrong. I feel, feel like it's not okay. And one of those dark sides for me was my bisexuality. I had such a struggle embracing that part of me, knowing that that was okay, knowing that my desire for connection with a woman and a man was both okay for me, that there was nothing wrong with me and that I could celebrate that and I could be 
that I could love both and that was okay. It took me so long to embrace that. And you've met my partner E and mm -hmm. he, he always says, it was really funny. He always says that he's, he's homo jealous because, or he's <laughs> because he's totally, you know, like he's, he's on the spectrum, but you know, like he's confident in his sexuality and everything, but where his desires lie are with the female body. Mm -hmm. And he says, it would just be so amazing if I was bi. And when he said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks for a second. And I had to sit with that and go, whoa. It made me a little angry. Hmm. It made me a little, like, step back for a second, whatever that means. But, like, I, it, it put me back for a second because I had spent so many years because I saw this as a dark side of me. I saw this as not being okay, as being wrong. And for him to say this now, when it took me so many years to embrace this about myself and have confidence around this for myself was like, mm -hmm. what the hell, <laughs> you know? And so I know now it's okay. I know it's also okay to have my light, airy side and my loving compassion and all of that, that was, that was always celebrated. But that part of me, a part of me as well was like, I desire a lot of touch. I love touch. I'm a very sensation based human. And so I love, I love, love, love the touch. And I always saw that as being too needy as being not okay. Like you should be fine without it. Why do you need that? You know? So that was another thing. So those are two things in my life that I've had to work really hard in knowing that no, it is okay to be needy in that way. And it's not negative neediness. Neediness is not negative. It's satisfying your needs and it's okay to have, right? So that was kind of the dark side of that as well. Um, yeah, it's being honest. Right. You know, and, and uh, true to yourself by expressing that, not not needy in any kind of negative way. No. But, but we internalize it as such, which holds mm -hmm. us back, which are those restraints that either society places on us or we place on ourselves because it's so much programming. Because we don't even realize the world is programming us all the time. We don't even see it because they're, it's so good at doing that, that when we become aware, we're like, oh yeah, okay. This is holding me back and this is what's true to me. Um, have you had anything like that that you've had to go through in your life that you saw as like it was, it was inhibiting you from actually being the confident, strong woman that I know you are? Like, has that been something yeah, I don't know if it's as evident to other people as inside because I've always had a, a great fake it to you me <laughs> attitude and that has worked wonders for me and I always tell people when they're afraid of something, just pretend you're confident because nobody knows what's going on inside, you know, and you eventually start to carry that, it becomes part of your carriage. But uh, for my like shadow side, so similar to you, like, and I think all women can relate to this on the societal restrictions put on us that we always have to look immaculate. You know, we always have to look our best. We always have to look hot if we want to be perceived as desirable. Um, 
you know, we're, you know, a lot of women are, are, won't even leave the house without doing their hair or makeup and feel like somehow ashamed of what they wake up looking like. Um, so for me, it was more the outside um, perception or need for what a woman's sexuality should look like, mm. you know, and there's so much in our media, in our music, uh, in, especially the media, just expecting us to portray this always alluring and always uh, ready and always ready to satisfy someone else with our external looks. And it, it's so much healthier when you can just come from the inside and uh, do that for yourself. So I had brought up pole dancing before, you know, that when I do that, to me, it's about feeling my body and seeing myself, uh, you know, I, I truly believe my body's my temple. So that's like my number one thing for my own self is to honor that, not to make it perfect for anybody else. Uh, you know, that that's a nice added bonus, <laughs> of course. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you get your sexual power and your sensual side really activated for yourself and you live in that, it just naturally brings this confidence out in your life. Um, also, you know, I've gone through a lot of traumas, as many people have, and, you know, most of mine have had to do with men, not all of them, thank God, uh, but after my divorce, I found myself becoming really bitter, like everything was a red flag, boom, red flag, red flag here, you know, I got like over-sensitive, hypersensitive about that kind of thing when I was trying to date. And literally, you know, when I've gone on dates, you know, I, in my mind, I'm ready to fight for my life. And I don't think guys have to show up for dates wondering how they might fight for their life that night. And that's always in the back of my mind. But I've been able to, I did get to the point where I was like, you know, I don't want to be bitter. I know there's wonderful men out there, um, you know, and I want to be able to be open to meeting them. And... So I, you know, I had to shift my own perspective and like these things that happened to me made me who I am and I love who I am. And uh, so I own them. I don't think they make me a victim. Um, I don't think they make me, um, you know, some people say, oh, you're such a strong woman. And I'm like, well, yeah, that might seem that way from the outside because I've overcome things. But I feel like they're worth talking about when they're relevant, when they're not relevant, you know, I don't bring them up, uh, but I own them and I've learned so much from them and they've just, they've made me a better person, more compassionate to myself and to other people. Yeah. And they've made me much more open to my own sexuality and expressing that in whether it's my art or my personal life. And there's also been huge lessons in my life with other people's um, gender identity and sexuality that really affected me significantly and brought huge understanding to me on how other people feel. Um, maybe if they don't relate to, you know, the body that was given to them when they were born, you know, and a lot of people who don't understand that perspective uh, all it takes is knowing somebody who's gone through it, and then you really have some understanding because you feel for that pain of looking in the mirror and not um, not identifying with what you see. 
And so I feel lucky, you know, that I've, I haven't had that battle, but experiencing that through other people close to me and people who, um, like right now, I, I've noticed the younger generation uh, totally embrace that. They have no qualms. They don't, they don't have any misunderstandings. They're just so open-hearted and understanding and open to it. And that's been a huge um, learning curve for me to say how, like, how beautiful that is, that they don't put their perspective out on others. You know, they, they go, hmm, okay, that's where they come from. That's great. And they move on. It's not even a, a topic, really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my my journey has been through just overcoming those traumas I've been through, owning them, working diligently to heal them. And it's not like they ever are fully healed. They always creep up. Things can trigger them very easily. And if you're just aware of them and uh, part of my healing is really, you know, when the times I'm most hurt, is when I, I meditate a lot. It's a big part of, of my life. And I work to the point, it, it's never easy initially, but I'll work to the point where I project love to those people who've wounded me. And that works like magic to heal you. It's it's not instant, but it, it works. And it also amazingly sometimes works for them and they don't even know it. It's like this, you know, it is this invisible energy that they get and they don't know it. They don't know where it came from, but suddenly there's apologies or changes in behavior and there's not even been a discussion because some people can't take that confrontation. You know, some people can't face it consciously, but that subconscious energy um, has done wonders to made changes in other people in my life when I felt out of control. So all I could control was my reaction and that's what I did. And uh, so my, a lot of my art is embracing that contrast. Even in nature, you know, I see this sensuality in nature, like, you know, like you said about feeling things, like everything to me is a feeling. Like at, when I look outside, I'm just like, whoa, it's so beautiful. It's like, God, is there... <laughs> <laughs> you know, everywhere. And, um, and I just mean as a consciousness, you know, this, this energy that's behind everything. So whether it's my abstract artwork where I'm expressing uh, that visual emotion or a landscape or sky where I'm expressing that energy out in the universe or whether it's the female form and erotic imagery, it all comes down to that contrast between dark and light to me. So many things you said. I'm like, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't feel like I want to interject like so many things. And sometimes I forget those, those things, right? But a couple things that you said, like, thank you for um, walking us along your journey and some of your processes. I, I think that's very valuable for everyone to hear, especially if they're struggling some of the similar same areas um speaking to the makeup thing that's why i show up on a regular basis without any makeup on and my hair a mess sometimes and you know in my most vulnerable state per se because i think it's important for you to see that i'm just like you i'm that you know i i'm human i I have wrinkles, I have all that. I'm not going to succumb to society's ideals about what a um, filter looks like. Or, you know, uh, oh, why can't I remember the name? Um, Photoshop, like, 
I don't need to be photoshopped. And that was one of the things that I've talked to a couple of the photographers I work with on a regular basis was embracing mm -hmm. some of the shadow, seeing that because we grew up with all of those messages that forms our perspectives, that forms our mindset around these things specifically. And I said, when we do photo shoots, I don't want you to, I don't want you to Photoshop stuff out of me. I have stretch marks, leave them there. I have a wrinkle or two or three or four <laughs> or five or six, right? Leave them there because that's who I am. And I don't want to misrepresent to other women or even the younger girls growing up that, that they have to be this unrealistic expectation of a, what a woman is. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's very important. And I think the more we show up like that for ourselves, because ultimately I think we're showing up for ourselves in that way. It's very healing by doing that kind of thing. Um, you know, the other thing, I'm glad that you see some of this younger crowd is starting to have this mindset. That's not all of them, but there is a huge population of them that, that are like, you know, why are you stressing over that? It's just, that's, that's you as a person, that's you as a, as a human being kind of thing. Um, I, I, I think you know that I have two daughters that are 27 and 25 and their mindset was so, is, is, is quite a bit different than my mindset when I was that age. Like I thought I had to put on makeup every time I went out. I have one daughter that never wears makeup and the other one wears it like I do, like special occasions or, you know, you're going to an event or you're getting on a live with somebody else that you're going to use for, you know, in your website or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, I think those are really valuable things for people to understand that we don't have to show up complete all the time it's okay because none of us are perfect. None of us are quote unquote, unquote complete all the time. Um, and I think it's really important to understand that we are all wounded. We all have trauma yeah. and your trauma isn't any worse than my trauma. And my trauma isn't any worse than your trauma because we all feel in a different way. We all take input in different ways. We all put out in different ways and understanding that and supporting each other through all of our traumas, I think is, would be very valuable for us to grow as women and to understand our shadow and our light sides. Right. You mm -hmm. know, the other thing is, what are some of the things you're having a hard time with? And what are the things that make you feel better about that? So like you had mentioned pole dancing, something I do to make my body feel really good is I do my central embodied movement and I really pay attention to how my body's moving my shoulders into my chest, into my hips, especially into our hip area, right? Like that's mm -hmm. where we've had a lot of wounding as women. Um, mm -hmm. That's where we give life. There's so many things that happen in that space. That's where I derive a ton of pleasure for myself. So mm -hmm. I really concentrate on that area. And for me, what has supported me the most probably is stepping into the uncomfortableness of those certain areas. So like being able to openly come out and say, yes, I'm bisexual. Yes, I'm bisexual. Like, 
not all the time, not to everybody, not just walking. <laughs> hello, I'm hello. bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hello. But like right. I said, when, when the conversation warrants it, when it's necessary, you talk about it. Um, yeah. Or we, we talk about that stuff, the, the more it helps us, you know, stepping into pole dancing, ste stepping into SEM, you know, talking about our traumas with other women, sharing those experiences, you know, and I want to encourage men to do this as well. You know, I have the perspective of being a woman, but I've worked with a lot of men that have a lot of trauma, that have a lot of programming and a lot of perspective mm -hmm. that is also holding them back. And there's a lot of amazing men out there, right? I mean, there are, there's so many, I have some absolutely amazing men in my life and I have feel so grateful for that. And I also know that they have wounding. I also know that they have their dark and their light sides as well. So I try to help them through that. Just like I would want somebody to support me through mine as well. I see it pausing for just a minute, so I'm not sure if anybody can hear me. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, it's unpaused. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a little buggy this whole morning for me. Uh, like you cut in and out a little bit, and then twice now it's gone down. But really? it's been quick enough that I'm able to keep keep with it here. So Thank goodness. You know, I love technology at the same time. I want to, uh, So. <laughs> totally get that so frustrating so yeah i think um it's really important and valuable for us to integrate those those shadow and those light sides um oh thank you for letting me know somebody said that that they can't hear us um i think it's very valuable one it, it supports your confidence it supports your growth right it is you are a strong woman and you can say that with so much confidence, not because you're just born with strength. Well, maybe you are, but going through all of these things builds strength, builds resilience, builds your capacity to handle things when they come along again, because the reality is we're always going to have something come along and yes. having skills to support yourself when they do is imperative so vital to us supporting ourselves for us to grow for us to be who authentically who we are right mm -hmm. no matter what that looks like i'm not trying to tell you you have to look a certain way or be a certain way well yes i am you know why because <laughs> i want to lead with love and kindness and compassion and you hit something so significant people don't realize because we get so caught up in our own hate and our frustration with things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that these last four years I've really tried to implement, and I want to stress the last four years, because the last four years I'm a little bit older, I'm a little bit wiser. I've um, been paying attention to the world a little bit more than I used to. And I don't know if that's a good thing, actually. I don't know if paying attention yeah. to the world <laughs> is actually a good thing. <laughs> So I'm like, there's the world. Oh, shoot, turn that off. Turn that off. It's, it's taking me down. Today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it in small doses for sure. Yeah. Definitely. But sending out love to those people. 
you know, if mm -hmm. I'm sending hate to them, if I am playing into that, I'm being just as bad. And somebody said, well, how can you love somebody that would do something like that? Well, it's not that I love them. I see that they have missed out on love in their life. I see right. they have missed out in so many ways and they probably have so much trauma. They do not even realize it. And that's why they're treating. Exactly. So exactly. You know, what makes it easier for me is if I have a lot of anger towards somebody uh, and I'm trying to get to that point where I can um, feel better about it and not play that constant tape in my head of, you know, what if I said this? What if I do that? What if you know, you play this stupid game in your head of things you could do or say or post or whatever. It's just such nonsense. Um, but what I do is I envision the child inside them. And then it's so much easier for me to connect with them as a human who is vulnerable and who has carried their own pain that brought them to this point. Um, so when I see somebody usually who's being abusive or angry themselves i see the fear behind that and the, the pain that they've gone through and it's not always instant you know sometimes it takes work for me to get there sometimes <laughs> it takes weeks or months or years for me to get there but eventually i get there and it's such a better place to be and it gives you so much more compassion for others and also for yourself i've had to do that uh, envisioning for myself as well like to heal the inner child in me. Mm -hmm. And one of the um, lessons I've learned only recently, uh, one of the things you had brought up, like what am I struggling with now is, so I've always been really into my sensual side and confident about that. Um, sometimes I was confident though in a way of seeking attention, right? And not for my own self-worth or self-love more than anything. And I've totally turned that around. But I also realized uh, through just my own self-education that a lot of what I've, I've always been like ambitious, not for um, money, material things, and not for status at all. I don't care about any of that. For freedom, for to live as a free spirit. I've always been really ambitious to live my life my way. And I've always been so a doer, right? I get it done. I make it happen. I've always had this driving energy. And, you know, we've talked ourselves about keeping up with our, our to-do list and what a struggle that is. And I've come to learn that, you know, that is like all about your masculine energy. And, and when I had this epiphany, I'm like, my masculine energy, like, I feel so feminine. But but the feminine energy is really one of surrender and acceptance and compassion and not having these to-do lists that must be done, like being okay at the end of the day. If you only knocked off one of those things or even none of those things because your body or your, your soul today needed to just walk in the woods or take time with family or whatever it is. So my journey recently has really been more one of surrender. And I think a lot of women get, caught up in this, okay, well, I have my heels on, I have my hair done, I have my outfit just so, and they're strutting around like they're so confident in their sexuality, but that is not embracing the feminine side of our sexual energy, really. That's like what we have on display, what's external for others and not what is going on inside. So that's been a huge journey for me to like 
surrender? Are you crazy? And not that I don't have like a submissive side on the sexual end. It's a totally different one I'm talking about is surrendering to that natural vibe and flow of the universe and things. When you do surrender to that, they just come to you. You know, what's meant to be will come to you and you don't have to try so hard knocking off that to-do list. Right? You know, it's interesting that you talk about this in the to-do list, the whole, the masculine and feminine, because um, I have a, I have a huge masculine side to me and mm -hmm. I believe that that's done me well in business. Right. Right. Me too. Being able yep. to that for myself um, and with some partners, like that's been, that's been a really good thing. I didn't realize how much of that, I, shadow and light as well masculine feminine i don't want to put those in the same categories i don't really want to say yin and yang but but the dual the duplicity wow. right like mm -hmm. it's a very complex thing and and seeing what that looks like for yourself um i think is really important and that's something that i have stepped into fully as well like does does this moment call for this or does this moment call for that? And really for me, because I'm a somatic sexologist and I work through the body, I'm all about the feels. I'm all about checking in with yourself, slowing down and breathing and asking yourself what you need because we don't take the time to listen to ourselves. We're so busy out here that we're not listening in here. And you've been told your whole, um, your whole life that there is, um, your gut instinct, right? Like listen to your gut. Well, we've gotten so far removed from our gut because I think our guts are all messed up. Like I think that it's hard for people to listen to it because they don't know who they are. They don't know, they don't know this. And by embracing that, those shadow and light sides, I think you really become to know who you are as a complete being. You're not separate. Just like your mind is not separate from your body. Your genitals are not separate from your heart. Like, all of this is one system. And when we start seeing it that way and delving into childhood vulnerabilities, mm -hmm. that's something I work heavy with with clients sometimes because our perspective starts very, very young. Our messaging, we form who we are as early, early, or womb, in the womb, really. And mm -hmm. When we think about our beliefs, we think about things that we're doing in life and we're hard on ourselves or we don't like parts of ourselves, really going back to that little dragonfly or that little Michelle and mm -hmm. realizing that you have to nurture that little dragonfly or little Michelle and heal them in a way that supports mm -hmm. you as an adult today. So that's like a that's like part of something that I'm consistently doing too. And I always say like to clients, especially when we're being so hard on ourselves, calling ourselves stupid, you know, just saying hurtful things. Would you say that to your little self? Would you say that yeah. to Michelle? Like, would you ever look at little four-year-old Michelle and go, you stupid idiot. What are you thinking? Why would you, why would you? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I but not. No, definitely not. That is not a way. So it's not a way for us to talk to ourselves as adults and really seeing how those messages have formed who we are and what our belief systems are now about those dark or shadow sides or those bright light sides. Like what are your messages surrounding those for yourself and realizing 
they're not separated from you. They're a part of you. And mm -hmm. just like painting, it is one complete painting. It is one beautiful with the shadows. Like, I want to reach in there and pull it out. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful in all of its complexity. Just like we are, right? Beautiful yeah. in all our complexity. And I think a lot of times, I know from my past, I've been super duper hard on myself, especially because I had that masculine in me thinking you got to do this you got to do that like this is da, 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 da. like that's that's what i consider like that hardcore masculine da, 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 da. Right. it is mm -hmm. and and trying to flow a little bit more trying to and i have to say that's not bad having a masculine side is not bad just like yeah. having feminine is not bad we need that duality in our lives and all of us and i think that speaks on the side of shadow and light as well. And so I am, I think that is one of the main reasons I am drawn to you so much, Michelle, in your art is because you use those aspects within your creativity, like mm -hmm. with your eye, you, you pull that, you harness that, you, you create from a place that is all of you, you know? And so I think that just makes your artwork so, so beautiful. And it just resonates so much with me. It just makes me feel, um, it makes me tingle. It makes me, my, it makes me leak because I've done that with you <laughs> talking about the art. Um, but it, I really am so thankful that you are making this. I'm so thank thankful that we have you in this world, creating art, you know, doing you, still expanding yourself and because as you expand your art's going to expand and i can only wait to see what happens with that like i can yeah. only wait to see what happens and i i am so grateful that i have gotten the education and have had the experiences i've had within the shadows and the light sides of me and have embraced and continue to embrace all of that because new things show up as soon as i as soon as I embody one thing, it seems like something sometimes will show up and I'm like, okay, now we're working on this, right? It's just an evolution. Yeah. And I think it's um, something to embrace. Definitely in the beginning, it's a little hard. It mm -hmm. is, you know, and there's, there's moments that are harder than others, but I think it's really important for us to do that, to be authentic to who we are and living well, in the world. It's true. I mean, I had noticed at a young age that people who didn't face their fears or their traumas or what they perceived as their, their failures, which to me is just like another step on the growing path, but um, <laughs> they, they got really bitter as they got older and resentful and angry and it, it, it eats your life, you know, and as, hard, as painful as it can be to face that stuff, it is so worth doing. It, it turns your life around. It makes it so much more beautiful. And there's, you know, that's where the healing is. So if you try to skip past that, like some people say, well, we've talked about it. Let's just brush it under the rug now. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to work because that just comes back to haunt you later or in your own behavior or in your own triggers to other people's behavior. And then it can poison your relationships or just 
damp, deaden like your life, you know, take your life down to this like safe level of this comfort zone. And my experience has been whenever I jump out of that comfort zone uh, and face things, even if I mean, I'm, I've been through some things where like, I hate face, I don't want to face it at all. I don't want to deal with it. And um, that's unusual for me because I usually do want to just like get through it and get to the other side of it. But sometimes things are just so painful you can't bear to face them. But eventually I do. And um, it's just that's where the magic is in life. It's like suddenly when you live without fear of like, well, I've handled all these things. I've worked through these things. And even when the next thing comes, which, you know, it will, there's always, you know, uh, there's dark to light in everything, and there's an ebb and flow to life, and that's just how it is. You can't you can't live in fear during the good times of what's going to happen next. You have to just say, okay, this is now. I'm going to deal with it and embrace that part of your life and that uh, lesson. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, I hope I'm done with the lessons soon, <laughs> but you know, that's probably never going to happen. I'll be learning lessons the rest of my life. Um, but I think that's. Uh, you know, that's part of what my journey is with art is to help people embrace those sides of themselves that they don't want to face and to see the beauty, even in the pain and the dark and light in their life. Yeah. And express that through the art. Like, I just, I think it's, it's needed. It's definitely needed in this world. So thank you for being a part of doing something that is so beautifully needed in this world and your creativity flowing out of you and walking this journey and being on the journey with me. I really appreciate being a part of my community and um, loving me as well. And being a sister in all of this, I think it's, it's fantastic. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing all of everybody. I really appreciate it. Sure. Sure. It's nice to get the chance to talk about it because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people just like with all art, the viewer sees what they want to see or what they connect with. And then sometimes when they hear the backstory or, or the person behind the art, like with you, uh, you know, there's even more of a connection because you're like, yes, I've struggled or I've gone through that or I'm dealing with this now and I don't want to face it or whatever. But there's always light at the end of the tunnel if you're willing to go through that tunnel. And so, you know, this Shadows on Fire painting to me is all about embracing that side, whether it's our sexuality uh, or the perception that other people have of us. You know, we have to make the most of what we have and learn from what comes our way. Yeah. And I want to I wanna kind of leave it with this. You have to accept who you are ultimately. You have to love yourself. You have to be in love with yourself. And if that's not in line for you, it's going to be more difficult because it doesn't matter what everybody else's perception of you is. You know what's the truth. You know who you are and you have to live with that every day of your life. So I definitely want to keep encouraging you and everybody on here with us to continue 
evolving, continue growing, continue tapping into who they are and being their authentic selves within their sexuality, mm -hmm. within their, their partnership, within the world as a whole. And I feel very grateful to be able to offer the orgasmic membership because that is a place you can come and discover those things for yourself. You can learn skills that as life happens, you will be prepared. You know, you will have a stronger foundation and you get to learn your body and a partner's body in a way you never thought possible. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, so thank you for being a part of everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Pure Gasmic Love Podcast. And I look forward to teasing your ear holes in the next one. If you want our perspective on a question or a thought you may have and want us to integrate it into our conversation, please submit it at podcast at puregasmiclove.com. And you can discover much more at puregasmiclove.com. Until next time, orgasmic hugs from my heart to yours.